Hello, everybody. This is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. In this week's episode, I interview Simon Spichuk, a Canadian raccoon enthusiast finishing up his master's in neuroscience in Ireland. Fueled by coffee and curiosity, He loves engaging with everyone and communicating science, whether it's in a comedy setting, a pub, or a giant inflatable gut. Simon studies the interplay between the bacteria living inside our guts, the molecules they produce, and our brains. Simon and I discuss his struggles with trying to implement exercise into his daily routine, especially when it comes to running, his favorite form of movement. We hope Simon's change talk can be a fuel for your own in these areas, or anything in between. Please note that this podcast is not therapy and is not meant to be a replacement for therapy in any way. Please seek professional help. We are here with Simon Spichak. I got that right. Right, Simon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's close. Okay. Close enough. So Simon is somebody I have been connected to in my involvement in student mental health and his involvement in student mental health. Uh, we were connected through somebody at Inkblot, which is a practice or practice management system, as well as an online therapy platform. And once we started connecting about student mental health, we realized we have a lot in common to build in that area. Um, but Simon has a very, very interesting work that he does outside of student mental health. And we're going to give him a few minutes just to talk about a little bit of a pivot that he's made in his life. And then we're going to get right into Change Talk. So, Simon. Hello, dear listeners. I'm Simon coming to you from uh, the rainy Isle of Ireland. So I've made a lot of changes in my life and a lot of uh, pretty sharp pivots. So I'm actually from... Toronto. And after I completed my undergrad at the University of Toronto, I was like, you know, I'm going to be a professor, right? Because academia is easy. No, it really isn't. But anyways, I uh, decided to do a PhD over in Ireland. So I kind of fly over to this lab. And it's my first time living on my own. uh, First time living in a new country and I was like the first person in my family to sort of move out, leave the nest and try to fly. And uh, anyways, I was doing a lot of work with trying to grow specific kinds of brain cells in a dish and trying to see if there's any molecules that bacteria produce that can affect these cells. Now, as you can imagine, doing that isn't very easy. I ended up going through a few pivots and I changed to moving towards a lot of coding and a lot of bioinformatics. So that's kind of two changes so far. And then at some point I was trying to think about what I really wanted out of life and what I wanted to do. And I wasn't really sure. So while I was 
doing my PhD, I was also involved in a lot of science communication. So I do stand-up comedy at a pub talking about my research. I do a lot of engagement with people because I think it's important that people know how cool science is. So I've done everything from walking with children through a giant inflatable gut from the mouth and out the butt. And they've done a national uh, public speaking competition where you take a science concept and you distill it to three minutes. And I'm the national Irish champion and I'll be competing in the international competition called FAMELAB in a few months. So with all of that, I was kind of excited that maybe research isn't the only thing for me. There's other things that I really enjoy doing and there's lots of ways for me to make an impact. So I went from wanting to do a PhD down to sort of uh, finishing off with a master's. Uh, I'll hopefully be submitting uh, very soon. And once that's done, I wanted to work on something that I thought was a bit of a problem. So mental health is tough no matter where you are, but with the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown, it became really difficult for people to access. And it's an economic issue, an equity issue, of, uh, and it affects so many people, and especially in Ireland, where it might take you, say, four months to go from the point where you enter the doctor's office to the point where you have a psychotherapist that you can actually go to. And it's pretty unacceptable because, you know, they can only practice nine to five and they mostly practice Monday to Friday. And in Ireland, there's a lot of cows, a lot of green pastures. So everything isn't nearly as connected, right? So I think we need an online platform that works towards connecting psychotherapists around the world with students. And that's sort of what I'm trying to focus my creative energies on. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Right. And, and Simon, you know, you're up to a, a different things in different areas of your life. Obviously, you're still engaged in science. You want to be an educator in some way. You want to continue to inspire people in these kinds of worlds. Obviously, you still care about the research that you've done, but you've, you're demonstrating in live time. And this is not necessarily what we do in the, in the Change Talk episode, but I think it's so important to highlight just, you know, as a person, you've made a lot of big changes in your life positive changes. Um, you've been open to moving into a different direction um, and you haven't been stuck in your ways in that sense um, and have really allowed yourself to connect with different areas of interest. And I think that that's something that's great to hear and which is going to lead us into, great, you've done all these things, but you're here now and you're having a change talk. So What's going on? What are you really thinking about, despite all these great movements you've made? What are you thinking about changing? Well, I want to start exercising regularly. Even uh, before uh, the whole lockdown, I wouldn't be able to kind of go bouldering or exercise regularly, maybe a few times a month. And sometimes I'd go through phases where I just stop. And I really want to get into the habit of you know just having it be a part of me you know just exercising three to five times a day being healthy prolonging my three life. five times a week right 
three to five times a week. Yeah. Not a day. Cause you said a day. I just want to make sure. Oh, no, no, no. God, no. I die. <laughs> right. So you, you, you've had things in the past that you've enjoyed doing in terms of exercise. And since the COVID has happened, the lifestyle changes that have been made, the inaccessibility of some of the things you valued in the exercise sphere has made it more difficult for you to have a routine to establish an active lifestyle. There are opportunities, uh, new opportunities, uh, in order to engage in, in the importance of uh, staying active and exercising. So at this current moment, Simon, wh- where are you at with exercise? Is it a part of your schedule at all? I walk a lot, but nothing sort of intensive. So maybe, like usually I try to go out and walk maybe five or six kilometers every few days or every day when I can. And then I feed some ducks because it's fun. But uh, I want to get into some more intensive, maybe running, jogging, something like that. Right. So, you're, so you're, you know, you're getting outside and you're enjoying yourself in nature in some way. You're, you're not a slave to uh, the four walls around you. No, no. So other than the fact that it's COVID, in the past, what are, what are some of the reasons why, you know, you had an exercise routine and then you just sort of stopped? Uh, well, one of the wonderful things about uh, trying to go grow brain cells is that it takes a very long time. And the other wonderful thing about uh, trying to do a PhD or a master's is that it's sort of mentally and a little bit physically exhausting right. to kind of keep going and get a routine going. It just and drains the energy out, out of you, the amount of yeah. focus and workload that you have to do. Yeah. And then it's and then it's like where's my where's my energy for anything else? Yeah, I, I get home, I maybe read, and then I sleep. Right, and and so in a whole other dimension of your life, because of so much, there's so much commitment and and intense focus in the work that you do. Um, yeah, it just but becomes that, more difficult to prioritize other areas of your life. Yeah, and I think. One of the good things is now that I'm coming off of that, I have an opportunity to kind of incorporate exercise or kind of less excuses to give myself for not incorporating exercise, you know, because... You can't I mean, tell yourself it's, it's because of my work. Yeah, it's not completely. <laughs> right. But it, it, it's a nice excuse, you know? It's an excuse that you can live with. Exactly. Right. But now I don't have an excuse sure. that I can live with that I've thought of yet. Right. So now that you don't have an excuse, when you start thinking about exercising and you don't do it, what are you, what's the dialogue going on in your mind? Let's see. Well, I think today, okay, I can go out for a run at like one or two, but then I have to get on a call with Noah and I don't want to be like, all sweaty and everything. So you're blaming so, me, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, I'm blaming you. <laughs> you're blaming your this fault. episode, which is trying to help you exercise. You're blaming the episode uh, and the change talk for why you it, aren't exercising. Exactly. It's, it, it's how the brain works. It kind of finds things and uh, it looks for patterns, looks for excuses to kind of use. There, there's always something that you can kind of find and point out where it's like, oh, here's a a salient sounding excuse for why I shouldn't do X. Right. And it's just, you know, even listening to this conversation, it's like 
there's a cynic in me because I think when people talk about, you know, January 1st or whatever, New Year's, whatever it is, it's always about, oh, I'm going to exercise. Like that's the, the big punchline everybody talks about. And then everybody gets pumped up and talks about how they're going to do things and then they don't do it. And then everybody talks about how everybody else talks about it and doesn't do it. And so we get in this little spiral. Um, I think especially when it comes to exercise, I'm not sure exactly why exercise seems to be this big conversation. So, and, and you're having this, we're having this, this conversation yeah. in live time. I, I, How many times have you had this conversation before, Simon? Uh, none too seriously. I mean, I did make a change around January because I wanted to be healthier. So I started doing intermittent fasting that I've done, say, almost every day since January. And now I have to throw in exercise into the mix, you know? And I just have to kind of figure out how to get to it. So, like, I know exercise is good for me. I know good habits are also good for me. But I also know I'm very good at making excuses. Humans are meaning-making machines, but we're also, are we also excuse-making machines? Yeah. Right. So, I think what I want to do with you, Simon, and for anybody else listening that's thinking about their own, you know, exercise, what that's like, and especially in this time period, um, I want to, I want you to stop saying the word exercise because exercise is a generic word um, and it can be done in so many different ways. So I want to focus you when you say exercise, what do you mean? What do you really want to be doing? Simplest thing would just be uh, running a few kilometers every, uh, every other day or something like that. Okay. So the way that you want to start and we're going to keep you focused on one area because I think that that's really important. Um, you, you want to start running. You want running to be a part of your routine. Yeah. Seems something cool to do. You stop, you kind of watch the birds as you walk, as you run by. Okay. So I want to make sure though, if there's a million different types of exercises, if you had to choose one exercise in the world that you can do where you are in this moment, in this day for the next few months let's say would it be running would that be the number one easily the simplest thing yeah okay so then let's start with that i just want to make sure because you know for me for example um i mean i've done some 30-day challenges but i find that what keeps me active the most is, is paying attention to what time period we're in so we're in the summer now i love to swim thank god i have access to a pool there's lakes around i make sure to swim a lot and yeah. I love playing sports. So before I want exercise to be an opposition in my life, like for a lot of people, it feels like, um, I try to have it on my side and make it an ally by doing things I enjoy. So I wanted to make sure that you really enjoy running. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so let's get into that. So in the past or even now, what are, what are some of the reasons why you don't want to start exercising? Well, I do have a bit of asthma, and then in the past, occasionally I'd be on some medication that would make me very tired as well. So it would be a little harder to kind of get to running. Right, because there's a physiological limitation. Yeah. So, so what prevents you? Like right now, we talked about excuses. We talked about just laziness, maybe scheduling. What are some other reasons why you don't want to start exercising? I don't think there's a good reason. 
there's many bad reasons that aren't true, but there's so what no are those reasons? reasons? What are those reasons? The bad ones that aren't I true. Time. I do have the time to exercise. Um, I probably won't get hit by any cars, depending on where I'm running. What else? I've run out of bad excuses too. It's, it's, it's literally nothing. I can search the file cabinets in my head, look mm-hmm. for the little file that says why I'm not running and it's empty. I should be running. You mentioned physiological limitations. That, that, yeah. that has an impact. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. But it, it's also not going to completely hold me back because I can just sort of ramp up the activity. What do you mean by that? So, like, obviously not running 100 kilometers my first day, maybe going a few kilometers, and then slowly ramping it up to go more and more. So a, gra- a gradual uh, moving yeah. up that, that in a way that your lungs can handle. Yeah, incremental. Incremental. So, and in, in is that uh, that particular area that physiologically in the past have you been able to do higher intensity workouts with asthma? Sometimes, yeah. Like um, when I lived closer to a place that was easy to run around, I'd run more regularly. So so far, we haven't really found in terms of the the ambivalence level. Seems like it's just very high in favor of. Of working out well well i'm also very lazy and i'd rather not work out but still gain the benefits of it sure and so you'd rather someone work out work you out somehow you would you like you you'd sort of sit there and they would move you in some way if, if there was some sort of pill that i could take that would activate the benefits of exercise i do it <laughs> right like i just need to get to the point where it's a habit and it's kind of like, okay, wake, wake up, eat, run, and just like treat it as a daily part of my life. But it's just something I have trouble kind of incorporating something new into it. Right. So you want to automate it, basically. You don't want it to be this big discussion. Your mind may tell you, I'm, I want to be lazy. Uh, things may come up within your own thinking patterns feeling patterns but you just want to move right through it well yeah if you kind of uh sit down and kind of go through all the thought patterns there's nothing kind of stopping me except for the fact that i'm sitting down and going through the thought patterns rather Mm -hmm. than actually running so i'm spending more time thinking up excuses not to be running than i am actually running you know sure and, and, and you mentioned the laziness, um, I, I, and I wanted to ask you about that. So I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure I always understand laziness. Like when you, when you say lazy, um, is lazy like a feeling that you have? Is it like a lethargic experience? It, no, it, it, it's, like, it's like a positive experience, you know, like when you can just right. go into the garden and lounge out on a chair and just right. relax for a bit. Right, which is just so soothing and nice. Yeah. And so, so not exercising when you get to feel that laziness is, is a pleasant experience. It's like, oh, I'm just going to drift. And it's like being on a cushion or like just like a, a bed that like just smothers yeah. you in some way. Yeah, the smothering pillow of complacency. And, and you like that place in some ways. 
yeah, it's it's relaxing. What what about it is so is so comforting for you? I can just kind of do nothing and just be there in the moment, you know. Right. So instead of always going, 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 and and you being a grad student and being so entrepreneurial minded and being so motivated, um, not exercising also represents this ability for you to to shut all of that out and to sort of be to be present, which yeah. is what people have. That's a, that's a goal that people have in their life in general. Yeah. Exercising is another form of, is another goal oriented form. It's another striving. It's another way that you need to push yourself beyond who you are right now. And it's really nice to accept yourself for, for who you are. Yeah, definitely is. So in terms of that, that feeling of, I don't want to say, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a, there's a security, there's a comfort. Um, do you experience that? In other ways, other than um, when you're working out, when you're not working out? Um, when, when I'm brewing a cup of coffee and like when uh, the coffee is sort of bubbling up in the cone and when I'm just listening to it drip down into the glass, just the smell of it, uh, the sound of it, how it looks when it's bubbling up like little geysers. So another kind of area of your life and we've talked about this so i know the background but you you really are passionate about coffee and yeah. uh, and not only do you love the taste but it also represents again some sort of security some comfort and that's also connected to sort of not exercising it's another sort of one of these kind of safety blankets it it's a safety blanket but it's like it's not something that i can do like 10 times a day it's something that i sort of reserve for a special time of the day when I feel like I need it or I want it. The safety blanket, you mean? It like the with the coffee it's with like the a coffee. luxury. Right. It's it's a it's a luxury. It's it's a special time of the day for you. Yeah. But I was just trying to to sort of link that with you and, and to you know, because at first you were saying you don't have any excuses in the sense of you want to be working out and you don't think there's anything holding you back. And at the same time it's sort of emerging a little bit that there's a comfort um, and, a, and a positive experience of not working out. Yes. yes. And it's associated with other out. things you love. And it's also associated with not sweating outside. <laughs> okay. Right, right. So we went from uh, a physical or an internal psychological benefit in some way to the benefit of not having to sweat. So that's another reason why you don't want to work out. Well. It's not that like I don't want to sweat. It's just that if I do go running, I will sweat. Yes. And like I could not run and not sweat. Right. Okay. So. And you don't like sweating. No, I, I don't mind it. But I mean, like if I have to choose between a state in which I'm sweaty and the state in which I'm not sweaty, right. I choose the state in which I'm not sweaty eight times out of ten. Right. Because that not sweaty that not hardworking place, that coffee dripping place, that nice falling into the couch place yeah. is, is nice. Yeah. But I think I have to somehow get running into the same sort of uh, hallowed air where it's like, <laughs> ooh, running. Right. Running, running is like uh, falling into a I'm I'm really struggling with what I'm trying to describe. I'm trying to describe a bed where you fall in and then you can't even like see yourself. Um, you're like 
covered in in comfort some 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 way yeah i know running can be comfortable um but i'd have to run to figure out how it can be comfortable you have to make it a, a part of of what you do yeah like i've integrated other things into what i do but i haven't gone to the point where i've integrated exercise sure but you're willing yeah i i want to i mean i'd wish i didn't need to you know right but like i know like if i'm eating relatively healthy i mean i might as well work out anyways as well right just another area of your life that can be more higher higher quality and it's obviously and this is what's i think important to highlight is that by you starting to exercise you're going to want to in some way make sure that you are creating that other state that you were getting in your laziness um whether yeah. that be a reward after in some way shape or form but just something around uh the working out that still gets you the pleasure that you had in not exerting yourself in some way yeah kind of like a flow state right a flow state okay so given where we are so far in this conversation um i i just wanted to give attention to the reasons why you might not want to change yeah. but now i really want to i want to evoke concretely you know what how your life would be better if you were regularly exercising well if i was regularly exercising sort of my everyday life would become easier it would be easier to take the stairs even if it's like seven floors i'd be in better shape which would be nice i'd be able to run further and like maybe do marathons whoa okay and then after a marathon i could eat a lot of food which is also a plus right so so a marathon i mean you're going from not running at all to a marathon so there's there's a few steps in between there yeah but your brain is obviously always already already thinking about how you could be the best at uh, at running it's only a few thousand steps <laughs> sure sure um okay so i just want to invite you to continue to 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 almost motivate yourself right now um for your other reasons yeah. for for exercising what else comes to mind uh i'd be better at uh bouldering we haven't uh, even talked about bouldering uh yeah i do i i don't really consider it exercise because it's also in the flow state but i can't do it now because it's closed because of covid but anyways it would make it easier for me to get there cuz i can just run there right cuz it's and, like 3 kilometers away and then you can even be active in the sense yeah. of bouldering which is amazing if you if we had a little bit of a scale right now um well first actually do you want to continue to 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 go into that is there any other reasons why you have um just overall better lifestyle um you probably feel better about the routine that you live in terms of any other reasons um uh let's see well i'll just summarize a little bit so you you've really talked about physiological benefits potentially um maybe feeling more I- having in- integrity in some way Yeah. overall um then you talked about being able to use exercise to engage in activities that you like even more like bouldering because you can you can run over there yeah. maybe you can perhaps run a marathon at some point 
Anything else? I could also kind of think while I'm running and just get some good quality thinking going. Sure. I can do a lot more people watching and animal watching as I'm running. And these are all also things that you value and enjoy. Yeah, I can I can put on my uh, COVID mask and run and see if uh, anyone gets a bit of a scare. <laughs> it's a little also positive. <laughs> okay. So so other activities you enjoy, you get to people watch, you get to think, and and I think that that's really valuable and and i'm i keep plugging cal newport and i'm hoping I'll, I'll get him on so maybe this is a little bit of a shout out to cal newport um he, he wrote a book called digital minimalism and he as well, well as deep work and his definition which he didn't define himself but he he got it from somewhere else that i'm not going to remember right now in in digital minimalism the book um the idea of solitude being not necessarily that you're by yourself but that you have time to let your thoughts be where they are and to think yeah. intentionally um, just as one element of solitude, because today we have access and opportunity to be constantly wired in, which means that even when we're by ourselves, we get input from other minds. And his whole thing is that solitude, whether you're alone, whether you're in a subway is actually just having no interference from other minds or no, sorry, no input from other minds. And that this is a very natural part of the brain. The brain needs to do this. Never in human history has the brain just not been in solitude for long periods of time. Um, this is new. This is a new experiment that we're doing where we could occupy our minds 24-7. Um, and so perhaps you're saying getting out there and going for a run will let you just let your mind naturally move and go where yeah. it needs to go. And maybe even have an intentional focus, intentional yeah. thinking, which is, a, which is a skill. Yeah. Uh I think sometimes you also kind of get ideas when you uh, get up and get active. Sure. So there's a, there's a lot of benefits. Like if you're kind of stuck on a problem rather than sitting and working for like three hours straight, taking a break and just going for a run. And then when you come back, sit down and you have the idea formulated from the run. Right. So it, it just, it takes so many things you've been working on and then you let it go and then you, you have like a concrete outcome or ideas yeah. from, some, from a lot of labor that you were doing. Yeah. It's kind of like doing the labor while not really doing the labor. Right. It's like you're solving the, trying to solve the problem and then you let go and, yeah. uh, and let your mind wander. And then it can kind yeah. of move out of the barriers or the boundaries that it was constructing itself in a little bit. Yeah. So you've got another reason here. It's that you think it could help build solitude, um, help get you off the screen in some way, um, help build greater ideas, have more creativity in your life. Yeah, there's a lot going for it. Right. I mean, there's one hand where it's kind of, excuses and sort of the comfort of not running and on the other hand there's the comfort of running right and the benefits and and that's yeah. where we're going to hope that you can get those benefits of not running yeah that time to just be yourself to be yeah to not necessarily do to feel the the the, the safety blanket in some way we're going to try to integrate that in your life i feel like going for a run yeah 
So like, yeah. I think you should just leave this conversation and go for a run. Yeah. I think that that yeah, would be great. Um, that's sort of what it feels like I should yeah. do. Well, I don't, I'm not trying to like get, you know, you know, let's go, but, but, but maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the benefit. You're basically like, you're just ready to go. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, in terms of just getting a sense, you know, you're, and other than the fact that you want to run right now, like in this moment, um, just in terms of sort of building this into routine, if zero is like, there's no way I'm going to do this. And 10 is I'm absolutely going to do this. Where do you think you're really sitting on? Let's say for the well, next month or two. Well, let's say six, because okay. there's a chance I do it and I commit, but there's also a chance I do it and then I don't commit. Right. So you're, you're motivated. Maybe today you're at like a nine or a 10, but, but you're really at a six overall. We'll see if the conversation keeps it going. It's kind of like probability. Like I could be motivated, but not motivated enough. And I don't right. know if I've crossed the hump or not. Sure. But, yeah. And I mean, motivation is important, um, but it's really commitment that is even more important. And so you're at a six right now, which is pretty good. But why aren't you at like a two? Or a one? Because it's not like it's a burden on me to kind of exercise. It's like the opposite of a burden. But like, it, it's one of those things that like, I feel like I should be doing already. So like, I can't put at a two because I mean, I should be kind of doing it and I don't have any legitimate excuses to keep it at a two. Right. So it's actually a burden the way you just said it a burden could be lifted off by you starting yeah then i don't have to kind of try and push myself into starting because i'd already have started okay so as we sort of wrap this conversation up i i want to make sure i ask the primal motivational interviewing question at the end which is so what do you think you'll do i think i'm gonna do it in the mornings in the mornings. Okay. So when, when do you think you'll, in terms of the schedule, the routine, the mornings work for you? Well, I don't really need to be awake at a certain time, but like a great way of uh, kind of getting me alert is by running. So, okay. I mean, kill two birds with one stone. So maybe, so you're thinking about working out close to when you wake up. Not using that word running. Yes. Yes, you're taking my own advice. So you're thinking about running close as close as possible to when you wake up. Yeah. And in terms of what might get in the way when the morning comes? Uh, the comfort of sleeping more. But I just need to get myself out of the bed. Maybe keep my phone alarm far away. Yes, people will or know that from a previous episode. Oh, yeah. There's also like these things where you have to solve a puzzle to stop the alarm. But yeah, just set up like five or six alarms, 10 minutes apart, get myself out of the house, get myself running. Right. So that first thing is going to just be you getting out of bed and, and not protesting that. Just get out of the bed. Yes. Yes. Right. And so... Anything else that you just want to share here in the last few minutes just about answering the rest of the barriers? So now that you're out of bed, you made it out of bed. Great job. Um, now what? I 
leave the house and go running. Okay, so you think have, the, the biggest barrier then is you getting up. The biggest barrier is me not doing it. Right, but it's you not getting out of bed. Yeah, but again, it's also like one of those excuses that's not really an excuse. It's right. like a part of my morning anyways, getting out of bed. Sure. So, so I like to use a, a, an image, like when the resistance comes up, when the things are coming up that you don't, that are going to stop you from wanting to work out or are going to in the moment kind of stranglehold the whole operation. I think, I think, tell me if this is a good one. It's not an excuse. Yeah. You just, you just say to yourself, you know, it's not an excuse. Yeah. Could, could you say it any better? Is there something that you want to just remind yourself in those moments when you want to be lazy? I mean, it's easier than growing cells in the dish. That's yes. Sure. So, so I've totally forgot you, you, that was so poetic because I was going to make you say that at the end. So basically when Simon and I were talking about solving the problems of psychotherapy and students, he said, Hey, it's easier than making a cell in a Petri dish, which Simon did. So is that a good one for you? Yeah, because I mean, anything's easy now. Amazing. So that's a really good ending. Um, it's been a pleasure to, to speak with you. Um, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to continue to working with you and for continue to build things that are easier than building a, what is it? What did we say? Easier Growing than, cells in the dish. I hope to work with you um, in an, on, on issues that are easier than growing cells in a Petri dish. Yeah, like rocket science. <laughs> like rocket science, exactly. Um, anything else that you want to say before we wrap up this conversation? If uh, any of you uh, listeners are interested in sort of keeping up with me or what I'm doing, you can find me through uh, some of the links that uh, Noah's going to provide in the description. Uh, so just my Twitter handle, if you want to follow up on sort of what I'm up to at the moment, and my personal website as well. Amazing. And I would just say that we're going to follow up with you and we don't know how that we're going to integrate this yet, but just so you know, let's say, I don't know how many people are going to be listening to this, but we're going to follow up with you. So, you know, oh, now yeah. you have, you have a whole world that's wondering if, if you're going to continue to, to go running. Oh yeah. It's going yeah. to be like uh, John Wick in uh, the last movie where everyone's checking their phones and they're like, Oh yeah, we have to get, that John Wick guy, everyone's going to be checking their phones. They'll be like, hey, Simon stopped working out. What the hell? So I, I, I kind of have to keep going. Because you need to run a marathon, right? And, uh, and, and tell the Might world. as well. I yeah. mean, why not? Well, what, it's easier than building a cell in a Petri dish. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, thank you so much, Simon. Yeah, thank you. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields Tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song People Change. <laughs> <laughs>